All Canadian Wade Zanketa, Connor O'Neill back on a Thursday, and we are joined by Lake Cordy Moore, the number one Canadian U Sports prospect on the CFL Scouting Bureau list that came out uh, just recently. Lake, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate your time, and uh, we appreciate you joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. All right, we're getting down combines in uh, three weeks now. Uh, yeah. For you guys at UBC, you guys had a little extra week at the end of your season, and then you also got to play down set. How have you found kind of your transition from season training to combine training? Uh, yeah, well, I feel like uh, with season training, we we work out a lot at UBC. Our, our strength and conditioning program is very, really good, and it's been good on keeping guys maintained throughout our season. Um, so it wasn't a big jump, but it was just a little bit more load. And um, it's been really good because right after the season, you kind of some guys take a few weeks off to refresh, I guess. And uh, we didn't, I guess, get the luxury of that. But it was nice to keep going, keep playing football, keep practicing. Um, and then I got another game in and it was closer to before I went to Texas. And I just kept training and never really stopped. And just kept playing football until after Texas. And then right when I got back from Texas is straight into uh combine prep. So how, uh, how have you found that prep as you kind of wind down in the final stages? Uh, it's been, it's been a great process, honestly. Um, at first, yeah, it's difficult because you start to learn a lot of things. Um, obviously the combine's a little different than just playing football. Uh, I've started to learn that and it's a lot of technique based stuff. So you, you gotta, it's like, it, it is like playing football in a way. Cause you gotta learn and you gotta perfect certain things and, and there's certain ways to do different stuff. And you get told a bunch of different things from a bunch of different people. So um, having a good the corner that I do and having the people around me that I do, it's been nice to have people just tell me what I need to do and work on what I have to. And it's it's been a great process so far. And I just want to circle back a little bit to the Shrine Bowl. You guys played the Shrum Bowl, and we were talking about this off air. You played 11 men. You played American Rules. Do you find that that helped at all in your process when you were going down to to participate in the Shrine Bowl this season? Yeah, no, it was was really helpful, especially to just get used to the no yard and get into that whole process. And it was great because I went up uh, all week against – uh, Theo Benedict and Giovanni Manu all week and and we with the no yard and so they also got used to it um, and then of course just kind of having a full game under my belt and a week of practice made it a little easier so that when I did get down to Texas it wasn't I'm trying to transition into it it was like okay I've already been playing it for a little bit and I also was playing American Rules all of uh, high school most of high school too because I went to a prep school but um, so I, I remember it then, but of course, five years of playing Canadian definitely changes things. Um, but yeah, no, it was, it was a really good process and, and I enjoyed the whole scenario and I felt like I did pretty well down in Texas and was able to hold my own and, and show that I can play the position against American guys as well. Did you Talk like having the no yard? <laughs> yeah, I know having the no yard. <laughs> I love it. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's, it's, definitely makes it so that you could actually get around guys or get guys um off balance more so than I feel like in the Canadian game where Canadian game you have to take the fight to the man um which I also love as well but it's definitely just two different techniques and but you still are you, every defensive lineman has their signature move and you still got to perfect that signature move no matter what so did you find technically speaking like what was the biggest swap for you in your play style? Like, are you going more speed rush in US where you have to kind of work speed to power in Canada or how are you, how are you shifting that around? Um, yeah. So basically when I was down there, I realized that a lot it's on the edge, especially you got to go speed um, and then you can go into power. Um, but speed is the name of the game on the edge down there. And um, a lot of times I, I, I like to go inside um in the Canadian game and so when I was when you play the Amer- a Canadian game you head up field and then you kind of have a bigger gap yeah. between the guard and the tackle sometimes and then in the American game it sh- shrinks a bit um so that that was kind of the big difference that I saw and then also inside when I was playing 
three tech. I tried some reps at three tech down there and it's, it was just difficult. Cause it's like the guys right in your face and mm-hmm. like you have time to move and you time to maneuver them. And especially cause I'm, I feel like I'm a little bit more quick of a three tech than um, most three techs. So that's what I do well in the Canadian game. Um, where in the American game, like I, I really had to think right away and, and get out of there. So. Has uh, the three tech transition been something you have worked on through this combine process? And is that something that you're ready to kind of show when you're in Edmonton? Uh, I, I wouldn't say during this combine pro process, I've been just working on, on the combine stuff and then playing defensive line. Like um, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't see that big of a difference between three tech and stuff. The biggest thing would just be taking double teams um, and, and being in, in, in a one tech more so. Um, three tech, I don't see that much different uh, difference, but yeah, I've, I've over the years, obviously I've put on some weight and put on some, a lot of strength. So it's kind of helped with the process and I, and I've been able to play that position and, and go into that spot for my team. Um, and I'm willing to play wherever a team wants me and where I can succeed at, at the most and where I can make the team the most successful. So in terms of, I guess, season long, season long stuff you're getting ready for the combine you know you have a jp metris trophy winner on your offensive line you also have some very good pieces you mentioned giovanni menu like what is going against those guys every day repping those guys every day in practice do for your development it's been it's been huge honestly having those guys to go up against every single day in practice has has really just made um in my opinion every game easier Every time I'm in practice, it's it's probably the toughest times of my week sometimes because those guys are are, are amazing players. Um, they're strong. They're 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 the right size and and they have the work ethic. Um, and so, like yeah, so basically when I go into games, sometimes it's it feels easier. But the thing is, the motor's still there, and it's the same mentality no matter what. I don't look at the guy in front of me and be like, oh, like. He he's way lesser than the guy I go against all week. It's like okay, I'm still gonna bring the same mentality, the same stuff that I do against Theo and Geo against this guy as well because he won't be able to handle it really. So that's my mentality. So Ottawa kid prep school out to UBC. You've seen the country. (laughs) Uh, What has that journey been like to you uh, as you kind of look now to take the next step into the pros? Yeah, it's it's been a it's been a very interesting journey and in, in all, but um, yeah, I went to high school in Ottawa, and then grade twelve came around, and uh, I had that D one dream like everyone else did, and and Ottawa f- created this football north program, mm-hmm. so I decided to go to the one to that one in Ottawa, um, and I played really well that whole season and did well and got some interest from some D one teams. Um, ultimately being told I was academically ineligible. Um, so that kind of just like, I was like, wow, like, okay, I guess that dream's done. But then I realized like I did, I did very well in school then, but the whole thing with Canada and university in Canada is if you have good grade 12 grades, that's what they look at to get you into university. Mm -hmm. So that's what I had. And I ended up being allowed to go to an amazing Institute of uh, UBC who, which is world renowned for its academics um and then just to know that they were so successful at the time and Blake Nill legendary coach Pat Tracy legendary coach um all the pieces to me were there and also I have a lot of family here and I did I I wouldn't say I'm a big family guy so I wanted to stay close to home but I wanted to get away from home at the same time and experience (laughs) university away from home yeah. Um. So this kind of gave me the best of both worlds because I got to get away from home, experience a lot of things on my own. Didn't really know anyone that went to UBC, so I got to create this whole brand new life, I guess. Um. But at the same time, I had my grandparents here, my aunt, and uncle here. Um. My family has a house in Whistler, so my parents are my dad's always up here skiing and stuff like that. So it's been very nice to just kind of have people around me and. uh that was big for for my reason to come here. Sorry, I'm going to take a yeah, yeah, tangent. Go. You mentioned skiing. I saw an article this week about you giving up ski racing for football. What's this? Yeah, um, ski racing has been a big uh, big part of my family. Um, Where'd you race? 
I used to race uh, Camp Fortune. Okay. And then I yeah. For, yeah. And then I raced for the elite ski team in in that area called MTO. Um, and so I, I raced for them for tried to get onto the Ontario team. Um, I was on the Ontario team for certain events um, when I was younger, but yeah, no, I I didn't quite get there. And then I also realized that it was a lot of money my parents were putting out that I didn't even know about. And then at the same time, like you, the better, the better people did the, for the most part, the people that I knew the like were doing really well, either went to a version of a prep school for football, but it's for skiing where they would do school for half a day and they would ski for half a day and their school would be so lenient on all their homework, like everything like that where I just went to a normal Catholic school in Ottawa and my teachers were not having it half the time. <laughs> like I was, I was away 110 days a year, uh, like a semester or a year. Cause I was away like 55 days a semester out of 92 yeah. um, teachers. Like they would, it's hard to learn math on your own. Like <laughs> you got to learn from like, that's why teachers are there. Um, so yeah. So it was, it was just a difficult process when it came to school Um and so that's why I didn't have the greatest grades and then ended up not, I then found out my grade 12, grade 13 year when I went to prep school that um, grades from grade nine up were so important for division one schools and the whole process academically. Um, so then, yeah, and that was my first, I think my grade 13 year was my first year not, not ski racing um, at the prep school. And so I very much so took school very serious and just focus on football only that year and it showed that I was able to get the grades I needed to was able to um, play the sport at, at a high level and yeah I just realized that skiing skiing wasn't going to take me as far in life at the time um, were you, and, yeah were you like a blacked out spider suit were you like bright red bright green what what are you rocking oh <laughs> uh, it, it all depends it was all over the place so a lot of times a lot, I, I you would get like the team canada suits and just wear those a lot of guys would wear those like the t old team canada suits because those guys get new ones every year so they just hand them down and you'd wear those but yeah, no, it, it would it all depend but like that's what i would wear really so Nice. All right, I want to I want to stay in the vein of winter sports a little bit here since it got brought up. Uh, we've seen the transition from you know football, CFL specifically, to bobsled. Uh, it's yeah. transitioned very well. Has that ever crossed your mind, or is that something that you've done in the past? Um, it's it's really crossed my mind because uh, I've lived in Whistler for um, I lived in Whistler oh, yeah, all the whole bit and things like that. So like I I saw all those guys all the time at the gym and I would see the bobsled team there constantly. Um, and it's really crossed my mind and I've it's always been something like, hey, if I'm able to do that, I would do that. But then I overheard that they have like apparently they have a height requirement and they have like a weight requirement. And I think I'm too tall to be in a bobsled. That's what <laughs> yeah. You're not aerodynamic enough, Lake. Okay, yeah. that's what it comes down to. <laughs> My question though is, if if you're too tall for those, like Jay Dearborn, we we both yeah. uh, grew up playing with him. Like that dude's like six three, six four on a good day. Yeah, a height I think, requirement. I think How's he fitting in there? I don't know. Like I, I that, that's why I don't I don't know if it's true or not. But like I don't know. What I think I saw it was like six two or something was the requirement. It was like the like, tallest you can be or something. And like even like Kane Johnson's bigger than that. Yeah, Kane yeah, Johnson's I, a big dude. It, it, I could be completely <laughs> wrong, but that's just something I read somewhere. And like obviously, if if I'm able to, I, I want to take football as far as I can. But if if it, <laughs> if it comes up, then I'm for sure down to do that I'm, i would love to become an olympic uh or, yeah a winter olympic olympian because that's been my dream my entire life but i guess ski racing isn't going to be it so obviously <laughs> it will work with me hey careful they might put football as an olympic sport eventually so you might get there as an olympian um yeah as we circle back to football uh well, i guess more ubc we'll stay skiing do you find yourself like trying to get away from school to go and ski like when you have breaks or you have downtime in your workouts, uh, do you find yourself trying to get up the mountains? Um, not right now, just because of how like it's basically I'm getting ready for a job interview, so it's very <laughs> serious. But years pass for sure. Like I would go up on weekends, I'd drive up uh, all the time, um, 
And then I would always go up for like our reading breaks. I'd take guys up. I would spend Christmas there. Like I would go home to Ottawa for a bit and then I'd come back out for the last week of Christmas break and go up to Whistler. And so um, it's been nice to just have it there. And they also have a student pass. So it makes it a little cheaper oh. to up there. So um, yeah, it's pretty nice. All right. Uh, let's talk some more football. As you head into the combine, uh, new format this year, how does that benefit you as a player? I I think that um, it'll benefit me just in terms of, I feel like I'm I'm really good at the one-on-one section of, of it. And, and I feel like, I'll be able to show my show my skills there and and show my ability to stop the run and my strength and stuff. And it won't just be based off of your testing. Um, and so it'll be kind of nice to have that aspect of the whole thing. And, and obviously playing down in Texas, it's the exact same format besides the combine testings. Mm-hmm. Um, and then East West, it's the exact same thing as our East West game last year. And I, I felt like I benefited a lot from that game as well. So um, I think that this will be good for me. And obviously I'm going to go out there and just give it my all and and play to the, my best abilities. And, and yeah. Nice. Are there, is there any team, obviously you, you'd just be happy to get drafted. Is there any team that you kind of go, Oh, I'd love to play there. Whether it's Montreal and you get to play at Miguel because it's a beautiful stadium or it's UB or uh, you staying in BC or what, what, what team has your eye? Um, yeah, well, this, <laughs> that question is, is the question that I get asked, I think the most right now, <laughs> anyone, anyone that, that doesn't, I, I wouldn't say that doesn't know football, but anyone in my life, you go and you see, I just came back from Ottawa. So I went to my old high school, things like that. Everyone asked that they're like, where, where oh, do you want to come to the red blocks? <laughs> and, and, and I think just this whole process, like, um, I've realized just how much, like how many factors go into like that thing, like, where do you want to go? Um, my answer is, is I, I'm fine with anywhere. Um, I just want to play. I just want to get an opportunity to, to play. Um, I want to be given a fair chance no matter what. Um, and I guess I'm going to work my ass off, whether it's on special teams or, uh, if I get on the field as, as a defensive player, um, no matter what, I'm just going to work my ass off and, and try to benefit the team as much as possible. Now, are you just saying that because you're that nice of a guy, or is it because you already played in half the stadiums being out in Can West? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, I do. Um, I get that's a big. That is a big benefit of being out here. You kind of get that <laughs> pro atmosphere. Our, our team flies to every away game and stays in hotels, yeah. so um, it's been pretty nice to to get to see every stadium and play in them. But yeah, no, basically, I'm. I'm honestly fine with anywhere. There's nowhere that's major to me. Like, obviously it would be nice to play in Ottawa. Just family gets to come out all the time. Would be mm-hmm. nice to play out here in BC. Cause I got a lot of friends out here, a lot of teammates that would love to come watch. Um, but yeah, I'm fine with anywhere. Honestly, Canada is an amazing place and, and I'm perfectly fine with going to any, any city. Uh, my, my question for you then is, as you guys fly, for those that uh, didn't catch that or fully understand our listeners, uh, in Can West, you're not going to take a bus from Vancouver to Calgary every week. You'd miss half your week of school. It'd just be miserable. So they fly. Most teams charter flights, stay the night before. As you come into this combine where you're flying in, you're not moving too many time zones, but just, I don't think you're moving a single time zone, but uh, yeah. you're flying into Edmonton, getting on the field like a day or two afterwards. How is that going to benefit you based, like, how's your past with UBC going to benefit you there? Um, I think it'll be, it'll be fine. Um, honestly, like, I, I think that it'll be the exact same. Like you said, it's only going to be an hour flight. I think the biggest thing was I, I just flew back from Ottawa last night and, and five hour flight back to Vancouver. Oh. My, my, my legs are killing me. Like <laughs> my knees, my knees are hurting right now. Um, but so like an hour flight's perfectly fine with me. It'll be nice and, and I'll get loose when I get there and, and I'll try to try to do as much mobility as possible to to kind of get ready for the following day. So when we uh when we look at the combine testing, you guys didn't do it at the CGS, but you got to last year at McMaster. Uh what are your kind of benchmarks that you're aiming for? Yeah, um, a couple of my benchmarks I guess I'm aiming for is is to beat those numbers that I had at East West. Um, that's that's for sure. 
Um, but I think everyone has the the benchmarks that they they want to get that um, that are realistic. But obviously, they are there are numbers that are up there. Um, and yeah, I got I got a few that that I'm ready to. I think that I'm able to get, and I've been getting recently at training. So um, hopefully, just on the day of, I come out and I perform, and I'm able to to do that on the big stage. Nice. Uh, what does your training schedule look like through the past couple months? Yeah, the last couple months, um, it's been it's been working out four days a week, uh, sometimes five days a week um, in the gym. That's four or five days a week in the gym, and then you're and then we run four days a week on field, uh, do the testing stuff, stuff like that. Um, out here at UBC, obviously, it's. Right now there's snow out there, but uh, that's just because they got hit with a little storm. Um, but it'll probably be all be gone by tomorrow. Um, but we've had the luxury of having the field wide open all the time. And we just go out there and it's been quite warm here too. So it's been very nice to to get on the field and, and be able to do all this all the running. Um, and then some weekends we go to our my, my buddy, um, Luke, who's also on the team. Uh, he's going to the regional this week. Mm-hmm. Um, me and him have been going to this sprint coach and she's, uh, she's been awesome. She's been teaching us a lot of the technique stuff. We send her videos and, and, um, so it's, it's been nice to have a, someone to work out with all the time. And, and then also in the gym, I have all those guys like Theo, Geo, and, um, our coach kind of, our strength coach has been awesome. And, and he put a lot of those guys onto the combine prep stuff, um, just to get them ready for next year. Um, and so we're, we're, we're always thinking ahead out here and, and guys are getting ready for the pros even before their their chance at the pros and so it's been nice to work out with those guys and have those guys push me every single day to to better my numbers and, and be the best version of me just uh staying on the combine prep stuff here a little bit uh i, I know he's a a newcomer to the to UBC this year, but Zach Herzog, he went through the combine last year, went through that process last year, uh, was a regional guy, then went to the national combine. I know it's a little bit of a different process this year, an entirely different process this year, but have you spoken to him about going through it at all? Yeah, I've, I've spoken to him a bunch. He, he's became such a big leader on our team and, and he's, he's a little older than us. So like he, he's taught us a lot um, and he's been through it. So I, I go to ask him questions about technique and things that he kind of went through and, and his whole process. And and he's been awesome. He's been right there answering every question. Um, and yeah, he, he's like a brother to me now. So that guy, um, I, I'm so happy that he's gotten the chance to be signed with Hamilton. And I, I can't wait for, for what's ahead to, for him. That's for sure. Uh, aside from players, have you found uh, Coach Nil uh, or some of the other? I know Coach uh, Shamari Williams uh, there too. Um, have any of the coaching staff been able to impart some or pass on some wisdom towards you with pro game and what they're expecting? Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, Shamari Williams is is my D line coach, and he was the first overall pick. Mm. So he went through his entire process, and and he's been kind of guiding us a lot and telling us what what he's gone through um and it's been nice to have that and then also we have a db coach uh dom Tremanson, who also went through the whole process and um did very well and so i've been getting both of them have been helping me out a lot um and then also coach nil kind of coach nil helps but he, he his big thing is is talking to the teams for you and, and he gets the insight from different gms and different coaches and, and they kind of reach out to him and he's not gonna he's not gonna bullshit sorry for my language no there. it's okay <laughs> no you're good you're good he's not he's not, he's not gonna, here dropping f-bombs so yeah he's, he's not gonna he's not gonna uh, bullshit anyone especially the gms um about anything so if they have an honest question about a kid he's gonna give them an honest answer um no matter what so it's been awesome to have him on on my side and, and kind of have him to guide me. And then also um, our D- DC, Pat Tracy, he's there no matter what. He's, he's, he's always he's there. He's been everywhere too. Yeah, he's, he's been everywhere, but he's he's there no matter what. He's just a text away all the time. He's at the facility all the time. He's he's really, he's he's developed me so much over my years um, from moving me to linebacker to moving me back up to the line. Um, and it's been awesome to have him in my corner and 
and he's just been teaching me like the whole a lot of the film aspect of things and watching film and, and what coaches are looking at and and things like that so uh as uh well I keep thinking now that we're talking about Shamari and Pat Tracy well when Shamari was at Queen's Pat was obviously the DC I'm sure they've filled you guys in those yeah. are the games that Connor and I used to go and watch all the time so yeah. it's uh it's cool to see it come full circle um but as we look at like well, we'd, we'd be remiss if we didn't ask you on air now about the Shrumble. <laughs> the return this year, uh, UBC against Simon Fraser, uh, the crosstown rivalry-ish. Uh, UBC kind of, the defense took over. Let's, let's call it what it is. <laughs> you got a big grin. Talk to us about that whole experience and uh, kind of having the Shrumble back. Yeah, yeah, no, it was an awesome experience. It was awesome for UBC. It was awesome for our alumni. It was awesome for the city of Vancouver. Um, we've we've had our rivalries, I guess, against Sask or Calgary, um, but it's nice to kind of have a close one. And and with with those those guys up on the hill, it's it's awesome to kind of have that back. And yeah, the game was awesome. It, it was amazing. It was an amazing experience for me, especially just because I've been here for five years now and and I've seen the program go through its ups and downs and although we it wasn't the ending we wanted because we wanted to to get all all the trophies this year um but we we weren't able to do that but it, it was nice to go out on top and win something at the end of the year and not many people can say that they they went out on their last game as a winner and winning a trophy um so it, it was awesome an awesome experience for that aspect and um, yeah, it seems like it's it's going to be a, a healthy rivalry going forward. Obviously, it's going to be a little different next year when they they have to play the Canadian game. Um, but I think that it, it's just nice to kind of have that back, um, especially because I know our, our basketball teams go up against their basketball team. And I know our hockey team goes up against their hockey team. And those those games are big games as well. So it's nice to have football back in in the limelight um, of that rivalry. Do you think it could be played bc place in years to come i we were we were really hoping it would be this year just in terms of uh the two days before i think it snowed like crazy here and we were we were literally practicing like our our, our team was practicing in like two foot snow like we were <laughs> running plays on snow like at our stadium it didn't get um shoveled or anything um but yeah so we were like hoping like hey why don't we go and play in this dome that's amazing that's probably not being used at all and we could probably get more people to come out to the game. Um, but I think the biggest problem was just that we were playing the American, American. game and the the field up at SFU is an American field. Mm -hmm. um, and then also is their brand new field. So they didn't get many home games this year. And so they really wanted to um, play at home and, and show in front of their own fans and, and fan base and alumni to come out. And um, yeah, I hope that I, I hope maybe next year it'll be at BC place. It'll be nice to go um watch or you never know maybe playing it again but it'll you know, <laughs> nice to go go watch in in the warmth i guess inside and not for i know my dad and my mom were telling me how freezing cold they were after that game if you uh, wanted that kind of weather you would have stayed in all yeah, just stay right? out <laughs> <way. laughs> oh, yeah. um, but yeah no it, 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 it was definitely interesting but I, I do think that it would be nice to finally to get it at bc place and, and really just create that that rivalry and, and make it like the Panda game. Um, and I know I have many memories of watching the Panda game and, and going to those games in Ottawa. And so it'd be nice to to have that out here for sure. Nice. I like what that. Three sacks? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I had I had two sacks, but they only they only gave me one. They 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 oh. gave they gave they, gave, they, gave, they on the stat sheet they gave Ryan Baker the the game winning sack when he was thirty yards down the field. <laughs> like, just because I have a four in my number and he does too, and they probably just saw that and was like, okay, and yeah. God. The FS <laughs> the SFU stat guys were getting tired of you, tired of calling out your number. I guess, eh? No, oh, no, it was it, it was it was our entire line. I think I think we went. I think there was. 13? Probably, yeah, but I think that we went like eight guys had a sack each. Oh. <laughs> our entire starting D-line had a sack. Our entire starting D-line had a sack. I think both of our D backup DNs had a sack, and then our linebackers had sacks, and it was just, yeah. Wow. That's <laughs> um, crazy. 
Uh, it was like okay. for for both of us being defensive guys, it was a fun game to watch. Sorry, I cut you off, but go ahead, Wade. No, it was it was, it was unfair to our DBs a little bit. They're they're falling asleep back there and, and bored. They're, they're like, hey, come on, like let's let's get some, like like allow us to have something back here. But no, not running any like a gap safety blitzes or what. <laughs> No, they're they're like you guys must be having fun up there. We're just running it out with <laughs> their hands in the air, not knowing what to do here. Uh, I don't know how much more we have for you, but I am intrigued by the hat. Is that a T-Birds hat? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's a. This year we had like our what was it? We they like had the reunions of our teams that won championships. Um, and this is the 1997 team. They just kind of put the old logo and put the number of the year on it. So everyone that got it and they had a few extras. So I just grabbed uh, one. Snag one. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was nice. I guess vintage is back in style nowadays. So it so, looks nice. I thought it, yeah, I've been staring at it all episode. <laughs> I messaged Connor. I was like, is that an indigenous UBC T-Birds hat? Oh no! It's it's just what it's the old logo. They this used to be the logo from a while ago. So that's oh. yeah. sweet. It's uh, <clears throat> all right. I got I got one more serious one, and then one more kind of like I mean, not that we've been serious this episode, but I got one more like football <laughs> football related. We've been question. very serious, <laughs> and yeah. then uh, one more like BC related question. But um, you know, I mentioned it off the top of the episode, but you are you were tenth overall in the cfl scouting bureau obviously we think fairly very highly of you the cfl scouting bureau thinks very highly of you what is like seeing your name as the top overall u sports prospect what did that kind of mean to you when you saw that yeah it was awesome to see that um for sure uh but i i just uh, it's just who i am i didn't take it and be like hey uh, I'm the top guy. I'm going first overall, like things like that. Like, no, it's, I know I still have to work and it's not the last edition, I guess. And I still have to show out and show that I'm I'm able to play at the next level. And that's going to be shown in, in the combines, in the combine coming up. Um, and also I know that guys have been on that list and they don't, they don't get drafted or guys have been on that list and they don't even come close to where they were on that list draft wise or guys that are off that list that drafted before guys on that list. Um, but no, it was definitely nice to see that, that I have seen that highly by I guess, CFL scouts and GMs. And um, also, I guess in the list that you guys put out as well, I'm, I'm happy that you guys saw that um i should be that high and it was awesome to have the recognition there but, but like i said like i'm i'm not satisfied yet with everything and and i i'm still gonna work my ass off to try and be that first name called um come may 2nd no matter what i i like that answer a lot <laughs> god damn that way it's smiling over there well i don't know uh on our tuesday episode this week we uh our, our episode came out yesterday. We said you're the first guy from UBC we've ever interviewed, and we always put like jokingly between the two of us, we always put these big stakes on the first person that we talk to from each school. Kind of like you are now what we associate with the school, whether you're a nice guy or you're a POS. Like yeah. we associate like, that with you. I, I've so, spent uh, <laughs> being an Ottawa guy, like, and I know you know this being from Ottawa, but being a GG myself or former GG myself, like I've been born and bred to hate Carlton. And then I yeah. think like one of the first Ravens we had on, I was like, Nate. damn it. He was way too nice. I can't hate Carlton anymore, but yeah, yeah. No. I, I know. I know just growing up in Ottawa, like you, you know, all those guys, you know, the like everyone's like, it's such a small community, football community in a way. And yeah. it's like Ottawa, Ottawa, you guys are good friends with Carlton guys. But when it comes to being on that field, it's, it's all, all friendships are off until, until the final whistle in a way um but no yeah i definitely know what you're what you're saying there <laughs> i got i got one more question for you just because i'm coming out to vancouver uh for a wedding uh in the next couple of weeks are you a food guy i gotta preface this are you a food guy yeah for sure i think i think a lot of people are food food guys especially okay. when i gotta keep eating no matter what <laughs> absolutely good good i was hoping for that answer so i spent yeah. a bunch last time i was out i spent a bunch of time in north vancouver this time I'm actually in Vancouver, downtown Vancouver. So I know kind of, not that I know, but I like got some buddies that have turned me onto the spots in North Van, but where, where should I go eat in like the downtown area of Vancouver? What's your number one spot? 
downtown i i downtown i'm not in downtown too much but um i'm in kitsilano that's where i live so it's yep. just outside of downtown it's a little more chill of a spot um but you you can't go wrong with any any sushi spot out here um I've, i I, I, tell, I tell people that i tell the people that all the time it's it's I hated sushi. I thought sushi was disgusting until I moved to Vancouver and I came to UBC. Yeah. And now it's like it's I eat it at least twice a week or once can't a week. Can't get enough of it, eh? And I can't get enough of it. And it's and then like I first first year I was here is eat the sushi here. And then I would go back, I went back to Ottawa for the summer. <laughs> I ordered sushi, I ordered sushi like there. Rubber. And so I mean it was not the same. I could not eat sushi back home so like whenever i'm like back in auto like i'm not going anywhere near any sushi and it's like i come yeah. out here and even like the worst year you would our team would um always go to this one place it's it's unfortunately closed now because of covid but it was all you can eat sushi and after nine o'clock it was twenty dollars a person so our team would just roll into this place um they tried to kick us out a few times because like we would like roll in with like so much 20 people (laughs) and you would just order sushi oh like con like it would just be and you had to finish everything on the plate so like guys are like you go into it thinking it's an amazing idea and you're like this i'm gonna feel so good after this and then like you're taking the last few bites and you're like walking out with like your oh dude i i I played with guys that would line their would line their backpacks with garbage bags just to make sure that they didn't have to pay the extra few dollars for sushi yeah but yeah no uh, yeah it's 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 yeah it was it's been it's been great out here like the amount of food um but definitely can't go wrong with any sushi place um a really good italian place that we go to is called nook which is really good yeah. um n-o-o-k which is really good um but yeah like you can't go wrong with any sushi place even the worst sushi place here is probably going to be some of the best sushi i've ever had as well and it's all fresh so it's nice i tried oysters for the first time out there last <laughs> year and like i am hooked yeah oh, i know wait, wait, there's wait, some wait. really we good oyster the... spots too there's yeah here. we have the photo of that we do have a photo of that. I'll, oh, I'll, it's uh, grim. You don't want to see that. This is, but... <laughs> this is awful podcast content, but we do have a photo of Connor trying his first Just ever oyster. Dead air here while Wade tries to find a photo. <laughs> oh, but, man, the, the seafood out there is different. Like, it is good. <laughs> so different. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, man. What, what, what were you expecting with that? Were you like, oh, this is going to taste really fishy? or like? I didn't know. Like, I didn't know what I was what I was going into, what I was supposed to expect. I had zero expectations. So I was like, all right, if I like it, I like it. If I hate it, then whatever, I tried it. But I went to Fishworks in North Van. Yeah. Um. And yeah, they brought out, I, I just, I was like, okay, I've never had oysters before. Give me like half dozen of what I should try. And the waitress was like, all right, I got you. Brought out the oysters, the oyster sauce, the hot sauce. And I got hooked on just dumping hot sauce onto the oysters. Oh man. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. That's, that's a good choice for sure. <laughs> it was good. I Yeah. And now like, again, coming back to Ontario, I'm like, this is garbage. What is this? Yeah. I don't want to eat any of these. It's a little different. You're like, you're like, how long ago did you guys get these? How long have they been frozen for? It takes like, five they, days to ship it to Ontario. I, I know they, I know they didn't just come out of Lake Ontario. Where, like, <laughs> yeah. I know that. I know that for a fact. Here, yeah. zebra mussels off the side of a ship. Yeah, no, <laughs> <I'm> good. <laughs> That's brutal. Uh, I, I think that is it for us, though. Uh, a big thank you to Lake. Uh, for joining us it was a pleasure to meet you well we already have we're now ubc t-bird fans connor uh, oh, so we're one yeah. over 100 <laughs> gonna go pick up some gear some ubc gear while i'm uh in vancouver in a few weeks i can't wait i think i think our bookstore is just all lululemon ubc stuff now so love it love may cost it. a little bit may cost a little bit but it's it's some good stuff so I'm gonna have to apply for a second credit card before i go yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah no uh, thank you for thank you for having me you guys I really appreciate it and i appreciate everything that you guys have uh been doing for the sport especially in canada it's been awesome to have people really showcase guys from here and and push the game to a whole nother level yeah, appreciate no your problem. time thank man. you man yeah thank you so much and uh best of luck as you head into edmonton uh it's a, <laughs> a hell of a week but i'm sure you'll do fantastic yeah you guys are both going to be there though 
No, so no, Connor my just wedding runs like the same time as <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. as the combine, unfortunately. And, and I'm in my uh, my placement with my masters, so we yeah. thought we were going to be able to, and then just stuff came up, so we're like, ah, oh, yeah, we were planning on it. Marsh is going to be there for us. Oh, great! That would be awesome. Yeah, yeah. Sweet. yeah. Right, well, thank you very much for everything, you guys. Appreciate it. No Appreciate problem. It. Yeah. All right, welcome back. Uh, big shout out to late Cordy Moore, making us UBC T-Bird fans. As if we don't have Huge enough cheer- teams to cheer for already. Huge um, fans. It is Thursday, which means that the Invitational, not the Regional Combine, the Invitational Combine, which it is now formerly known as the Regional Combine, uh, <clears throat> that's Friday. Marshall will be there. Uh, I am working. Connor is working as well. Uh, so with that, it is time to give you our guys that we're looking at. Connor, go first. Um, I don't want to hear anything about a certain quarterback that's on this list today. <laughs> I won't say it. I won't throw anybody under the bus. I am very excited to see Michael O'Shea. No, 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 no. I just wanted to make that comp. There is a Mike O'Shea entering the draft this year. No, it's not that Mike O'Shea. Nevertheless, it is Michael O'Shea from from the Okanagan Sun program, wide receiver. Uh, I just thought the parody there was pretty awesome. (laughs) Kind of funny. So I had to throw it out there. But the guy that I think that I'm excited for could make some noise. There's a few and we're going to, we're going to go through uh, a couple of our picks, but I'm going to start at the receiver position because as of late on this podcast, we've been given a lot of love to defensive players. We've had Jake Taylor, James Peter, now Lake Cordy Moore, but I am going to go all the way out to the East coast because I don't think the East coast, the AUS gets enough love. Zachariah Kareem, fantastic oh. wide receiver from St. FX makes a lot of noise, made a, not a lot of noise out there. He is a skill player. He is a playmaker. And I think he is going to turn some heads at the Invitational Combine. All right. Uh, I thought you were definitely going Antoine Dossereau Leclerc, given the meteoric rise of undersized receivers in last year's Combine circuit. I, I wanted to go there, and I think he could and will make that noise, but we did highlight him a few episodes ago. So I, I wanted to go a bit of a different direction. Uh, all right. I am staying with you on the offensive side of the ball, but I am going to my alma mater, Tyler Grizzola. Uh, he was a late addition to the draft eligibility and the draft uh, list, which we did not see. Uh, we now have the updated list to the max going into the combines which I am so happy about because that means we can start to do the draft 102nd edition. Uh, Connor, Tyler Grizzola, a road grader in the middle. We got Grizz at U of T uh, in my final year, but he had transferred from Guelph, so he was unable to play, which meant he practiced only. And oh my God. (laughs) Then he got to play the last couple of years with the Varsity Blues, and he has been every bit as advertised i'm expecting grizz to have a really good day uh at the combine he's going to bench well but not only that he's going to show in one-on-ones as well uh plays interior i can believe he can play all three on the interior line so uh tyler grizzola definitely going to be uh him and parker hodel we got we got two of my favorite yeah, your guy hodel on this list as well there's some actually a holdor looking AKA at holdor. looking at the list there's there's a few great offensive linemen here so uh, i'm gonna not I'm gonna to mention say, we do have a we do have a true center in chris verhayen uh former yes. teammate kingston grenadiers so we can't not give him a shout out also shout out to taylor stocky another former grenadier uh so we have to include the guys that obviously we grew up playing with but great who is your second guy, guy too right yes um can i go two can i go back to back here yeah absolutely Okay, so I'm going to go two here, and I'm going to stay along the offensive line with yourself. Uh, another guy that we've highlighted from the Queens-Gales program, Theo Grant. I think that he is a fantastic offensive lineman. I think he's going to show out very well. 
here in this invitational combine. I wanted to say regional again, but I went invitational. The invitational combine. You heard us talk about him on the draft 100. I'm high on him. I'm high on the Queens offensive line in general. So my my first pick there is Theo Grant, but another guy that I think is kind of flying under the radar a little bit along the offensive line is Samuel Shabbat from Bishops. I think that he is going to be able to have a solid invitational round. Don't know if he's going to advance on to, because they only take a select amount of players. I don't know if he's going to be able to advance on to the national stage, but I think he's going to fly under the radar again, have a very solid day. Uh, all right. <clears throat> on to the defensive side of the ball, Connor. Uh, there's so many players. So many players. There's a lot. Uh, all right, let's talk linebackers. I know I like Frank Kamayu, transferred to Guelph from Acadia, uh, very athletic linebacker. Wait, you're, wait, before you move on. You're looking at another like linebacker. To, no, I would like to Charles Barkley guarantee on the CFP podcast for both of us, Frank Kamayu, National Combine Invite, book it. Charles Barkley guarantee. Oh, you're doing that for both of us. I have I have other guys that I want as my national combine invite. <laughs> uh, hey, Charles Barkley guarantee you can guarantee somebody else, but Frank Kamei <laughs> right. will be there and will show out. All right, fantastic I, player. I'm going right to the defensive line, Donovan Bergmeier. Donnie, this is a guy I've been waiting for for a couple years to come out. He is a force in the middle. And he's going to show every bit of him against Grizz is probably going to be a call call out early on in this uh, in this setup. I don't know if there's too many outside defensive players. Like I know we have uh, Colin Cornelson's in the middle, uh, Malcolm Hines in the middle, and Donnie in the middle. There's a lot of power at D tackle in this uh, invitational combine, but. I'm expecting these guys to put on a show. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. And we heard Jake Taylor talk about the prowess and the ability of a guy like Donovan Bergmeier. Uh, Another name that you mentioned there, Malcolm Hines. I think he's going to be able to mix it up a little bit. I think he's going to have a very good invitational combine. We saw what he did in the playoffs for the Western Mustangs. A, I would, I would call him. What am I trying to say? (laughs) We, we saw what he did throughout the playoffs for the Western Mustangs very much what we love to coin, what we love to call an F the play up guy. I agree. Uh, Are you, so do you have a DB that you like? Would we just like to collaborate on Jacob Biggs right now? No, it's okay. You can take him. I got another guy. (laughs) All right. I'm going Jacob Biggs. Jacob Biggs from Calgary, the Calgary Dinos. There's what, seven of them every year that seem to find their way onto the draft list? Uh, This year, I think Calgary is pretty low, actually. Uh, Calgary had a total of two players this year. Josh Heyer and Jacob Biggs. (laughs) There's going to be seven dinos that we've never heard of get drafted. Just wait. No, 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 no. no. But the the dinos do turn out. (laughs) Seven golden hawks. That is true. We'll have to get uh, our good pal, Coach Michael Falds, back on to talk about the precedent set. (laughs) (laughs) Our good pal. Back on to to talk about the precedent set by the Laurier Golden Hawks program because, again, there's a few in this draft. Good players. Good players from that Golden Ox program. Gosh dang. What? All right. Just a couple. Um, all right. So you're going Jacob Biggs. I'm call me a homer. For this episode, I am You have been this episode. It's Cody Hale. I've I've yeah. raved about this guy all year long. He is long, athletic, physical, can play special teams, has the get after to play special teams. I think he's gonna have a good day. Uh, he's versatile. He can play safety. He can play half. Um, you can put him at field corner if you wanted. I think he's going to run well, considering his long frame. I 
I feel like he's going to bench well, even though he has such a long frame. Um, but he's going to show up in the special teams drills, and that's that's where I think is going to be the difference. He's got the length. I, there's some guys that'll probably get uh, like tighter frame, but Cody's got the length to just lock on and hold on. I would like to say, you just talked about benching with a long frame. I've never felt so validated in my life than hearing late Cordy Moore talking about benching <laughs> with a long frame. That just made my heart so happy. All right. Uh, if you've got one more guy, I have a Chuck Barkley guarantee of my own for the re- Invitational Combine. Is it Dancer or Leclerc? No, it's not. It's completely off off board. We have not mentioned this person yet. Can I take a guess? Sure. Can I take one guess? Yep. All right. Alec Poirier from Laval. No. Good player, though. Good player, though. Chuck Barkley, guaranteed Tolu Ahmed 40-time fastest of the day. Ooh, I like that. He can move, move. He can move, move. Let me tell you, he came in as a true freshman playing D-line at 175 pounds. He ran the fastest time on the team, and Mully said, you're not playing D-line. <laughs> for, for those of you who don't know, that is Bob Mullen, defensive coordinator for the University of Toronto Varsity Blues. Uh, Tolu is fast, fast, Connor. And where sometimes he gets away from, just because like lack of experience playing DB, sometimes it can get away from him. He is work ethic, nonstop, trying to perfect his craft, will perfect his craft, but he has a long, lean frame, which he flies behind. Connor, yeah. this guy, like, it was a fast 40 time when he ran it at U of T, and we were on the indoor track, and nobody had track spikes, and he blew it apart. I feel like this is going to be a fast effing time like i would not be shocked if he went sub four four wow i'm not like that is a number that i hold dear is if you're running fast than four four you got speed speed yeah okay i i have a feeling tolu pushes that you've got my interest you've got my intrigue i know he's a good player but now with the speed you've captured all of my attention so i'm going to be watching that 40 intensively ah that's three varsity blues connor can we hit a fourth no Dylan Hart. (laughs) (laughs) hey if you want to talk about him go ahead i'll give you the floor no 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 i'm i my i like my two guys i i feel like tolu's gonna blaze the track um one that i am interested in seeing though uh josh phillips verdugo the db from simon frazier Yes. Really interested in seeing him show out. Um especially with the waggle if he goes does go into the slot. Uh talked about him, Colin Cornelson or Cornelson, uh if it's not Cornelson. Uh <clears throat> big body. I want to see what he throws up on bench. That's gonna be a big teller for me. Yeah, hey, if you're gonna give the floor to be a homer, uh I think I'm gonna take I think I'm gonna take that route. I am curious. I'm excited. I am interested to see what, you know, one of my guys uh, out of the U Ottawa Gigi's program is going to do. Maxime Charbonneau, Max Charbonneau. I'm curious to see what he does. I think he has athletic traits that are very intriguing. I think he has a frame that's very intriguing. Where he's used, I'm curious to see how the CFL scouts are going to fit him up, where they're going to use him, where he's going to play, what sort of reps he's going to take and what those might look like. Is he going to bump inside? I, I know they have him listed right now as a linebacker. Could they move him up? I think so, but we'll see. Uh, I, I'm curious to see how Max Charbonneau tests. And then another guy that I'm going to be a bit of an Eastern Ontario homer at, Eric Kalana. Eric Kalana, how is he going to look in terms of special teams reps? What's he going to look like moving down the field? I don't know. I don't know. So I want to see if he can prove his worth because he was in our Instagram comments putting green check marks all over the place. So I'm curious to see how he moves down the field, how he dogs and jams, how he gets down the field to the point of attack, those sort of things. Biggest question mark for me, 
Giovanni Cunningham, Cornell receiver, added to late add, late add, late late add. Um, December cutoffs uh, or the cutoff is December second, though. He uh, air quotes played four games last year, nine kick returns, two hundred and sixteen yards, so twenty four yard average, or yeah, twenty four yard average, uh, long of sixty. The year before that. 23 attempts, 503 yards. So another 20-yard kickoff return average. Um, not much in terms of receiving. Seven, seven for 19 uh, with a long of eight yards. But I, I'm I'm really interested to see what he looks like. He's just unknown to me. So, um, yeah, 5'11", 185. I'm guessing if you're that big, you're going to be a burner. Um Let's see. Let's see how he looks. Do we want to take four seconds to talk about Dostrell Leclerc, or do we just think he's moving on? <laughs> I have no idea what this receiving group is going to look like. Uh, Dostrell Leclerc, a couple uh, CJ guys, Zachary Kareem, Caleb Morin, uh, Ronald Oling from Alberta, a couple tight ends. Who? What? Uh, Jake Burt, Jake Burt, come uh, on down. If you if you can't hear my cat, we got we got like these pack of uh, little plastic balls that have bells in them, and he just slaps them around the house. Uh, <laughs> it's not enjoyable sometimes. He's it, it's all right. It's all right. He's just practicing his uh, hand fighting techniques. Hey, it's all about ball skills, man. He uh, he knows when to turn and swat. He's not going to draw any PIs on it. Uh, just practicing for the combine like the rest of us. Uh, but no, Connor, I'm I'm excited. Combine season is among us. Uh, Marshall Ferguson will be there. We'll try to catch up with Marshall afterwards and see uh, what he really liked. I wonder if any fans of his will be saying hi to him this year like they did last year as well. Uh, oh, my word. Marshall Ferguson. It's Marshall Ferguson. Uh, no, I, I, uh, unfortunately we cannot be there, but can't miss a day of my placement. And Connor's got a new job, so he can't really take a whole lot of time off. No, um, still trying to learn. It's a lot of learning. But enjoy the combines. We will talk to you about it next week. Very excited. Very excited to see how it goes down. Uh, maybe we'll even bring Marsh in for that episode. Boots on the ground. Get Marsh in here. Talk about what he saw. But that's it. We really hope you enjoyed the interview with Lake Cordy Moore. We certainly did. He is a fantastic human being. He took an extra almost hour out of his day to just like sit around and talk with us after that episode. So that is much appreciated on our end. We wish him all the best. Uh, Before we do go, because we didn't work this in last episode due to some very important circumstances, uh, still to stay on that message, if you have the means, if you have the funds, if you have the ability, please, 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 it was in the description for last episode, donate a dollar, donate $2, donate $10 to Jamin Pelly and his family's GoFundMe account. That is a very important cause that we here at CFE are very supportive of so if you have the means please do so however we would like at this time to thank our sponsors fox 40 for doing the most for the whistle tech coaching board gear community get geared up for the upcoming spring season for the upcoming football season for the upcoming you know we're vets we're vets we've been around the block for the what is it now not the ovfl anymore because we're old but for the OSFL, OSFL, no, OSFL, OSFL Ontario OSFL. Summer Football League, goodness, which Aaron Giesler has masterfully put together. Former University of Ottawa GG's coach, Coach Gies. Yes, go check out Fox Forty. Use the code CFP15 at checkout for a fifteen percent off discount on all of your Fox Forty needs. Get geared up for the season. CFP15 at checkout, fox40shop.com. Great people, great products. The great sport of football. We're excited for the combine. 
Catch you next Tuesday.